guys, we're back. So, um, we have the homie back with us, and the last time we left off, we were talking about um, the Confederate flag. The co- yeah, the Confederate flag, and how um, the- it's a terrorist flag, it's a traitor's flag, it's a loser's flag. It's an anti-American flag. In that flag is generally and genuinely a motherfucking racist. Okay, there so you go. this is it though. Did you see NASCAR is like we're officially banning They're it? They're done. Yeah, and because then, we're this guy goes, he's like, well, I'm, I'm dead. I'm retiring. NASCAR had to Google him. We don't even know who you are. It's, just a I just don't understand how NASCAR is a sport, but I mean that's I neither here nor there. There's no like. Can you explain that? So. You sit in the hot sun and the cars go around in a circle. The cars doing all the work. So I don't understand why it's necessarily considered a sport. Um, Because when I think of sport, I think of physical activity. Um, I can almost understand why it's something that people enjoy to watch. It's not my favorite thing to watch. I'm not going to watch it. I'll be doing NASCAR in the road. I'll be doing NASCAR on I-4. Maybe it's a sport because when you crash, you got to be athletic enough to survive. I don't know. Yeah, you got to jump out the car. I'll be doing NASCAR. They should put me in NASCAR then. I, be- I, I don't understand the concept of we fought a war, you lost, and you're like, so, no, that's not a white flag. You're not. No, you lost. You, you want to hold on down. to what should have happened. Another thing I never understood is why do we have Confederate army generals or whatever the hell they are as monuments mm-hmm. why was that even a thing they need to be taught all right so that is the cornerstone speech right so i i forget the guy's name i'm not gonna big him up like that but he was either senator or governor of georgia then he became the vice president of the confederacy he dropped the cornerstone speech um the capital of the confederacy was in virginia um he dropped it somewhere in virginia um it was about 41 minutes long i heard about the first 25 minutes um, there were three main things that the Confederacy was planning on doing. Um, one, you know, presidency here is, is four mm. years, um, but you can go up for re-election. They were going to make it one six-year term. You couldn't go up for re-election. That way you had enough time to get everything that you wanted to do done, but at the same time, you wouldn't allocate any of your time for advertisement going for the future. So that way you can spend your whole six years doing presidential shit. Mm-hmm. The second thing... I think that's a good idea. Same. Like, I'm actually not opposed to that idea. A six-year term without re-election? That's a good idea. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like, four is not enough, but eight is too long. Mm-hmm. And, like, at the end, like... And it, a lot of time year, is wasted campaigning. Your, yeah. Trump's, like, Trump's... He just goal, said four is not enough. Trump is doing four. And I'm sick and tired of his Trump shit. is not it's a career much. politician. So Trump don't even count. Fuck he, Trump. It's too much. Fuck Trump. Um, the I don't know how he got there. What you mean? I'm still confused as to how he got Because there. Americans was voting for these nuts and a damn gorilla. That's why. They thought this shit was a joke. So the second thing is still relevant today, right? Mm. States law. You know how like a lot of like Republicans, they be like small government, da-da-da. That is one of the main things that the Confederacy was founded on. Um, it was the idea because, like I said, he was from Georgia. So when, because they were building the railroads at this time, right? So the president took some of the iron ore from Georgia and allocated it to like Delaware or New Jersey or mm-hmm. some shit. And he was like, "All right, if if they want the railroad built, they should pay for it." Mm-hmm. Um, but just like government. Trump with the wall. <laughs> 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 nah, well, see, nah, Trump was acting real motherfucking, like, 
big government with that. Like, oh, they're going to pay for it. But, like, he's saying, like... Can't make state, Mexicans pay for shit. Uh, Fuck you. These Mexicans probably looking like it. This motherfucker. He's stupid as hell. Because, like, what? That's just on your side of the He's stupid as hell. Um... And, you know, the third thing was obviously, like, the, the unequivocal right to, to rule black people. Mm-hmm. But um, the Confederacy was literally, like, the the main three things they were planning on changing in comparison to um, what we had going on up north were the six-year presidency, the small government thing versus the big government thing. That's kind of, mm-hmm. right now, our democracy is a decent mix of both. Um, but like, decent? Feel, feel about it however you want. Mm-hmm. Us as black people, we benefit from big government, not small government. So mm-hmm. I, I, I prefer a bigger government. Um, but the, the, the unequivocal, the only... Re- like, they were going to make a couple of improvements. Mm-hmm. But the one sole reason that the war was fought was for the unequivocal, like, right to own black people. And it's funny. But that's what we were brought here for. We yeah. were brought here to be owned. Mm-hmm. The goal was never for us to to gain freedom or gain anything. But like, so we're going against the grain already. But he was talking about the ethics of it, though. Mm-hmm. Like, so um, Jefferson was the first person to talk about it when they were actually like signing like all of like the main things. Mm-hmm. And um, what they were saying is that like to offer everybody like. Um, Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, like, da-da-da, like, all men are created equal, like, to enslave black people is wrong. Um, And he was saying that it would be wrong if black people were created equal. Like, people who proudly tote the Confederate flag are literally saying, I am proud to come from a line of races who believe that black people are not to this way. But what they did was they changed... That's their literal politics. They wrote the, they wrote the, um, what you call that? The constitution. Mm -hmm. But they changed the verbiage so that it would still allow for slavery to be okay. Mm -hmm. They changed certain things to, yeah, to still allow for it. So that's what we, we have to realize that. And I feel like we're all wrapped up in what's going on. And... Nobody has put, no one has put a name on what success of this protesting looks like. Nobody has defined that, okay, when we've accomplished X, Y, and Z, we've been successful in our protests. No one has named that. And that's a part of the problem. You know, we're, we're just all like, oh, let's do this, let's do that, let's riot, let's do this. And great, they're giving us laws here and there. They're throwing up street signs and, you know, Nancy Pelosi's in a kente cloth. And yeah, you know, we're all reveling in that. But at the end of the day, what does our success look like? What, 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 where is it important for us to define our success? And why is it important? Mm-hmm. You, you can't be successful in anything without a, a plan of like, you know, you don't, you can't say you've gotten what you want if you don't say this is what I want. Yeah. Because any hostage negotiation, they tell you, I want a plane. I want pizzeria. I want whatever mm-hmm. the hell, you know, I watch Law and Order. So I don't said pizzeria. I can't. I don't know. I it's from Law and Order. what success looks like is starting with, of course, defunding the police and putting that back into the schools. I do think the whole education system needs a full over overhaul because kids need to understand the facts about it. 
slave oh um, they brought slave columbus brought slavery blah 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 martin luther and malcolm x fix it it's done hooray no it's not done they need to see it and i think when harriet tubman the movie came out people were like oh i don't want to take my kids there because you know i don't want them to see stuff like that that's violent they need to see that they need to see where they're coming from because if you don't understand where you're coming from you're deemed to repeat it i said this to you before when those little girls got bombed in that church back in the day, we've relived that with, with Dylan Roof. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? And people got murdered in church again. We're living in a constant time loop and we're not getting it right. We have to start from where people think, okay, education is key. So why are we teaching our children like this? If education is key, why can't, why are, why is every children, child, whatever, not taught on the same? Why? Why do the school in inner city doesn't look like the school in the the fancy neighborhoods? Why? Why does why does it not? Why does every kid over at school A have good and clean books and every kid gets a book? Why is school B getting packets and photocopies of books? Education on a whole, need to look the same across the board. Exactly. Every Especially in public schools. I can understand seeing the difference between private and public schools. For that. But when you see there's a difference between one public school and another, it's a problem. It's a problem. And when I move from, when I tell you that shit breaks my heart, it really does hurt me. And that's why I feel like being able to work this job has opened my eyes to what my passion is. It helps me to realize where our black communities are lacking and where our children are going without. I've transitioned from looking at it as, you know, my child, your child, to our children. And we're doing our children a disservice if we don't revamp education. We need to make sure our children are given the resources that is due to them. You understand? They're children. They don't have to work for these resources. Why is it the government has it and they're being withheld? Um, it's being withheld from okay. children who need it. So, we, in the same way, we got to break down all the different systems that we want to fix. We got to break down each system and what we want to fix. So, what is, what do you want your child to know when they graduate the 12th grade? I need for... The re- for me, the revamp of the education system is definitely going to start with professors of African-American history rewriting our textbooks. They need to be involved in writing our textbooks so that when my child graduates out of 12th grade, everything that needs to be known about her or his black history is known from them rewriting those textbooks. In addition to that, they need to be taught financial responsibility. They need to be 101 how to read a check, how to sign a check, how to pay a bill, how to incorporate a business supply chain. Don't know how to sign for a check. Mm -hmm. They don't. They Mm -hmm. don't know how to do it. There's people that get out their car in the drive through ATM to stand up and use the ATM. They don't know. They don't. We're living in a world where kids turn 18, and as soon as you turn 18, Capital One is sending you out that credit card. Mm-hmm. But no a one bunch ever of, told them a bunch of credit card companies, yeah. that credit card. And then they go ahead and they apply for all of it because they're in college because mom and daddy hasn't paid for college. 
and they're struggling to pay for college. In addition to that, they have expenses. They're in school. They need to be able to afford turning up because that's the most important thing. They need to be able to afford. Yes. When you're in college, you need to turn up. You Before you yeah. buy food to eat, you need to be able to pay to get into that club and pay for your drinks. Yeah. That's yeah. imperative. Okay, we're talking about not the mentality we have today. We're talking about the mentality of an eighteen-year-old. Eighteen. That's you what you just need to. Moved out two no, that's weeks okay. Ago. As an adult, as a full adult, I'm looking like bitch. What? Yeah, as an adult, no. As as a full-grown adult who has responsibilities, no. But as an eighteen-year-old, the priority is turning you up. Just listen. Yes. And and then on top of turning up, you don't even really care about eating. You just need to be able to turn up and look good. I think. You'll find eating here and there. You'll scrimmage off of this person's plate, that person's plate. You eat in college. You never go hungry. That's one thing I know. Mm-hmm. You never go hungry. You always eat. And a lot of times, you won't be see, the person buying you, the food. See, if you're smart, you just get a meal plan so that you're entitled to a certain amount of meals per week. So exactly. You don't have to buy your shit. Exactly. Okay? <laughs> you on the back end. Pretty like, much, <laughs> pretty much. And then you spend all your money. But then you the you go into at eighteen, you go into the system not knowing what an APR is, mm. not knowing what interest rates are, mm. not knowing what it is to to sign a loan, to invest your money, what stocks mm. and bonds are. We don't know that as a black culture. Mm-hmm. And I promise you, the white community, they they're it teaching it to their children. So. It's two different ways that I feel like we can deal with it. We can A, homeschool, or we can B, demand more from our government. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with this virus, a lot of these parents will be like, oh, I'm going to take my kids and homeschool them. No, you're not. No, you're not. Come over and be like, pack your stuff. School. Yo, all these motherfuckers talking about, about to homeschool my kids can't wait for that bus. To they got the math and was like, huh, what? Let me tell you something. Oh, this map different than what I learned. I'm not even lying to y'all. Before school ended, before me knowing what Corona was going to do, I'd already started buying school clothes for next year. All my daughter's school clothes and school shoes are already bought. So the intention is for her to go back. Mm-hmm. I don't intend on us staying home. Was about, I'm going to homeschool my kids. These teachers, da, da, da. These teachers lying on my baby. You had your baby. You And then... Oh, the math is different. The math is not different. Your ass didn't know it then, and your ass don't know it now. She one plus one is still two. Yeah, Yo, math don't change. I saw a tweet that said, "This is a tough time because a lot of parents are realizing that their kids can't read, and a lot of kids are realizing that their parents can't read either." <laughs> That's what it is. No, but I mean, I I feel like okay. So all jokes aside, we need to revamp. Our history. The math in English stays the same. Yeah. And I need to, I feel like we need to incorporate a lot more African American literature in our English classes. I would, like I said on the last episode, well, the episode with my daughter, I emphasize the importance of having African American teachers. And the beauty of having those teachers is that my English teacher, especially, shout out to Mr. Zacharias Rivera. I will never forget you till the day I die. He made sure to push African-American literature. And that's where I fell in love with the way they write. I learned about, you know, writers like Bernice McFadden and Toni Morrison from being in his class. I read their books and I fell in love with that form of literature, reading about segregation and the civil rights movement and and post-segregation and all those things. And I feel like that's important for us to read. We need to hear those things. We need to see a human perspective 
outside of history of what's going on. We have to think that one day there's going to be a history book that's going to talk about 2016, 17, 18, 19, and 20. And if we leave things the way they are, this whole movement is going to be lost. Everything that's happening that we're working for to do now is going to be lost. No one's going to write about it if we leave things the way they are. So the struggles we're going through now, these kids in the next 10, 15, 20 years, they're going to know nothing about. And then they're going to be sold the story that it's a myth. That's the same bullshit the guy was saying, that all racism and all this shit is, is, is a myth. Because we don't see it in our history books. It needs to be there. Please, this is the same people that said um, the Holocaust was a myth. It's all over the history books. Who said that? These people, no. there are people that say that. No, they don't. No, they, they don't. do. Uh, why, oh, no, they don't. White no Americans said, no. say that Jewish all people the time. Ain't having that. Jewish no. people are not Here's having it, but Here's they the say it. Jewish people and and our community right now, they're very well together. It is illegal to deny the Holocaust in Germany. It is illegal. We're talking about in America. Americans don't think there's anything outside of America, outside of New York, California, and Miami. They don't know all the damn states in their own country. Having grown up in, in, in like public schools, like we spent six months on the Holocaust. I'm not talking. Anne Frank was one of the books we read in English. Anne Frank is something months. that we all read about. But you could Google it where you have the same white national, nationalists, KKK, neo-Nazi, yeah. that's here, that's saying it's that the Holocaust Nazi. is a myth. They say it. Just like how all lives matter, they say that. They say it. Um, you know what? They I'm say not, it. Yeah. I, I so you're, that, we're sitting here in a country that really is not for anybody. America only looks out for the whiter complexion of things. Mm-hmm. Any black person right now, they're not... Okay, they sit down. Okay, all the protests... Martin Luther King would never, and I will always say this, on the day of his assassination, he was the most hated man in America. How much of our history is taught about Martin Luther King? How we spent, we read a whole book on Anne Frank, and we know all the the concentration camps. How long did we spend on Martin Luther King? I spent a month on Martin Luther King. A month. Five years in a row. Five, Five years, years ago, in a row. one month. I said, no, that but that's they teach the same six exactly six every single year. It's we all, they every only want to teach us about Martin Luther King, Sojourner Malcolm Trump. X, Sojourner Truth, um, Harriet Tubman, and Madam C. J. Walker. Exactly, they don't want to teach us anything else. You know, a lot of kids, but that goes but the day who Medgar Evers was. But that's the thing, and and Mega Evans, he he um he's an activist like Martin Luther King. Yeah, both with Dr. King. They had they they had schools named after him in New York. They don't teach that. Mega Evans was a big figure. Yeah, our history is more than just um Martin Luther King, and I'm not saying that to downplay what he did. They don't talk about Marcus Garvey. They don't talk about yeah. They don't talk. They scared to talk about Garvey. They're scared to talk about Garvey. Marcus Garvey. Is seen Marcus Garvey dead and all mm-hmm. was banned from America. That man is dead, and he's still banned 
from America. Yo, honestly, like I I did some listening to him like earlier this week. Like, yeah, no, they're terrified of Marcus Garvey. Marcus Garvey, so, it terrified. wasn't just being a leader. When you stand ten toes on what you say, and that you it know is what? something. You Martin know? Luther King is not just our history. Martin Luther is the beginning. That book has so many pages, and they don't teach our children. And and you know what? That is again the difference in growing up in the north and growing up in the south, because in the north they had streets named after Marcus Garvey. Streets named. I went my. Elementary school was named after Malcolm X. El Haz Malik, El Shabazz, PS262. That's Malcolm X's name. You know what I'm saying? They see the value of teaching that and the beauty of having African-American teachers that even if they had a curriculum to follow, they would segue. And they would capitalize on that month of February and teach us every possible thing they could think of about black history. It shouldn't have to take having an African-American teacher. It should be part of the curriculum. It really should. It needs to be. It is so and it will much have to more take, than what they teach us. It will have to so take people who graduate from African-American studies to go back and rewrite these textbooks. How so. many years in high school did you read William Shakespeare? Every friggin' year, I read either it was Romeo and Juliet, Othello, A Midsummer, whatever the hell it was. But we keep on dissecting William Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. But we refuse to dissect a Martin Luther King and Lexi a Malcolm X. News. But Malcolm X, Lexington, okay, we don't. Yeah, do W.E.B. Du Bois, mm -hmm. George they, Washington Carver. That Malcolm X was, he, he spewed hate. Are you serious? No, he didn't. He Are you serious? No, he he spewed in consciousness, common sense. Stop letting these people treat you like that. There's people that need to be added to our history. People like Dr. Sebi needs to be added to our history. People like, um, what's his name, Minister Farrakhan. He needs to be added to our history. Those people need to be talked about. They need to be addressed. Again, our history books... 10, 15, 20 years down the line are not going, they're not going to address Amadou Diallo, Trayvon Martin, Brianna Taylor, George, they're not going to make mention of any of those things if we allow them. Actually, no, Emmett Till is the only Emmett Till is that, yeah. That's the only lynching. The only black man, the only black and boy. Thousands and thousands were lynched. Then, his mother, I don't know if you've ever seen the documentary, his mom said, what was happening in the South was happening to those Negroes. It wasn't happening to us up here. Sent a black son to the South and buried his body. Yeah, it's not only happening and when you think to Negroes in the South. It's happening everywhere. It's just the point of the fact that black people from... And how old was that baby? He was a 13, 14? 13, 14, yeah. This is one of the... And that's crazy. You know what's crazy? He was born the same year as my grandfather. And my nieces and nephews just got the talk about two weeks ago about you're black. This is how they treat our people. My grandfather turned 80 next year. And this is what I'm talking about. Black people have to have those conversations with their with kids. Their kids. Yeah. When you go outside, I hug and I kiss on you and we play and everything. But these people see you as a threat. I have a nephew and I talk about him every day. He's everything to me. Ivy League school, played ball in college. You understand? About to go to medical school. What I see is a teddy bear. What everybody else see is a threat for him. Because mm -hmm. he's a big dude. He's not one of them little tiny dudes. He's not skinny like you. 
That boy's about 200 Damn. plus. I'm not saying nothing bad about him. I'm saying he towers over people. They see a monster. They see a, they see somebody that's going to come attack him. Little do they know, this kid right here, all he does is laugh and play all day. They don't see that. I see that. And we as black women and black men have to treat our children. You have to diminish who you are. You have to be quiet. And don't bring attention to yourself mm -hmm. before they turn around. You got to get shrink scared. almost. Oh, how do you tell a black man that you're trying to raise? To, to hold your head man, down, yeah. To diminish himself in front of another man. How can you do that and still be like, I love you. You don't love me. And that's crazy because... You know what's crazy? Is there was a law that like we couldn't keep eye contact. With white people, like you have to, and it's look still at, the case you now. Have to look away. No. It's still listen, done listen, now. No. I look at white men now, hundred pounds heavier than me, fucking six, seven inches taller than me. They look away, like they fear us. Like they, they, it's intrinsic in them. Like they fear us. Like it's. They're sick to think that I swear to God, America up. sits around and they cuddle them, and yet still, every time you hear about a shooting. It's a white man that's out here killing millions of your own, thousands, everybody, Vegas, California, um, South, oh, was it North Carolina or South Carolina? Um, Dylan Roof. He was South. South they're, Carolina. They're both of them. Orlando. You know what I'm saying? These are all white men that are doing these things. Mm -hmm. and, but we are the big, we are the problem. Mm -hmm. It's us that's doing it. It's never them. You know what the fear is? And I'll always say this, the fear, because I was listening to a spoken word artist and she said, and I just dissected it and I realized that it's true. They're afraid that there's one day that we'll realize all that they've done and we'll say, oh, y'all did all of this? Time's up. We yeah. coming for you. And yeah. they're afraid of that. They're petrified yeah. because, because they, they know they have an experienced punishment for what they have done. Because it always bothered me. Why are you so afraid? You're the ones that did the lynching. You're the ones that like, you know. The raping. The, yeah, whipping, the raping. The, the whipping. Murdering. You're the ones that ripped families apart. Why are you so afraid? We haven't done anything that's threatening to you as a human being. You've done all the, the horrible things. If I if I come to you and I and I and I burn your car to the ground and then I come to your house and I burn your house to the ground. Then I go to your mother's house and I burn that shit to the ground. I go to your job and I burn your job to the ground. And then you find out I got a car and a house and a home. Yeah, I'm gonna be scared. I'm gonna be fucking terrified. Because I know what comes next. I know what comes next. And back. even with knowing that, black people just want y'all to treat and them that's, better. That's the thing. Because we, like, yeah. We that's have small movement, simple rights. Like, that's not it. It's simple. There's no black people and out white here people thinking. Are like, no. I'm not going to say I there's can't. I'm not going to say there's none. There are some black people out there that's pro actively preparing for a revolution. There are black people out there actively doing that. And at the end of the day, are they wrong in thinking that way? No. Yes. Yes. At this current point, yes, they are wrong. 
you cannot wage war with somebody until you got your money right. Until we don't rely on them for food and for for hospitals and for education and for fucking. But there's a reason. Now, until we are self dependent, like no, that's the reason the South lost in the first place. That's the reason they lost in the first place. Like until we get our shit together and we put our shit together and we put our money together, there's no point. But we, like having enough guns ain't it. Having enough explosives ain't it. Have like having enough people is it. But like that's still that's still murky. But I'm I'm, I'm saying so that to say said, that having enough guns ain't it. They both got guns. Both sides got guns. What I'm saying, so we just gonna have a shootout. Everybody gonna die for nothing. What I'm saying they will is, starve to death before they starve to death. Will not have cell phones and electricity before they don't have cell phones and electricity. Will not have gasoline before they don't have gasoline. It's just honestly, at like until we come together, warfare is not an option. It's not an option. I'm not saying it's not the right thing to do. I'm not saying I'm not with it. I'm just saying we gotta stack up. Like let's I'm grab just, some water. I'm, like let's grab. Where, like let's grab. Where meat. where I stand. <laughs> Where I'm standing with this is that yeah. I I understand the anger that's coming from them feeling that way. But that's just a minority of, of African Americans who are ready for this whole movement. We gotta all be ready. The the majority the majority just want to be treated right. Just let me live my life. Don't you don't gotta give me shit. Like the majority of African Americans, that's them. You don't gotta give me shit. And you don't gotta give me with them just them let shit. let they me all live black my life. What people want to do is be able to live and and make sure their kids are good. Mm-hmm. And exactly. They're le- legitimately saying no. I I think that's too much. That's too much. It's too much. It's too much to allow you to live. And um, how dare you want to live a good life? Yo, and nobody even asks nobody to give nobody start. A, a little bit is too much. Like, it's it's around the time that a black man turns 9 or 10, or a black boy turns 9 or 10, that they start to have, like, wants and needs and, like, really understand of, like, this is me, this is what I want. Yeah. And, like, that is when, like, white teachers go from, like, treating you like a child to treating you like a threat. Like, it's, like, it's a... It, it makes me afraid. It makes me afraid because just like Renee said... There'll never be a male in my life that means more to me than my little brother. And I sit back with him and we go out. We just went to breakfast yesterday. We sat down and we ate. And his excitement for the day was being able to eat four pancakes. Challenge himself to eat four pancakes. This is a kid that has set himself up to go to school to study criminal justice. To prepare himself to fight the good fight the right way. On the right side of the law. But when outside sees him, just like Renee said, they don't see that. They don't know that these are his goals. You understand? We, I, I just don't know how, we, how do we change that. But you have to change people until... But you can't though. As, as, people have to want to change themselves basically. Until you can put yourself in someone else's shoes and understand what they're going through. I'm not asking you to give me nothing. I don't even give a shit if you want to listen to what I've gone through. Just understand this. Me living my life has nothing to do with your life. Like, be as laid back as I am. I'll cuss you out whenever I'm ready. But please be as laid back as I am. That is it, just it's sad to me. 
And when, when you see uh, George Floyd or Trayvon Martin, Tamir Rice broke my heart because I have nephews. Mm-hmm. That was and a 12-year-old baby. All of them are black boys. You understand what I'm saying? That breaks my... I know the level of... God, I hope when Cooper gets older, his mouth will it's be tamed, in control. Yeah. Because right now he has no control of his mouth. Can you imagine? And that worries me. And he's only six. A cop is going to come up to him and he's going to feel like he can express himself because his mother has raised him to express himself. Use his words. Have conversations. And then when he's trying to talk to this cop, this cop is going to look at him, bust his mouth, sit on him, kill him. Like, that scares me. And he's six. That's six years younger than Tamir Rice. Connor is not... Connor is 10. Zach is 13. It scares me when I don't know where... Especially if they're outside of their mother's view. What is happening to them? Mm-hmm. Who are they with? How are they being treated? Are they being treated like little boys? Or are they being treated like grown men? How can you look at a 12-year-old and treat him like a grown man? He's 12. But... Is there something we can do to change that? Because we keep, I feel like we keep zeroing How in on what the us? problem is. How they look at us? Is yeah. That, I don't think that's going to How? Change. What can we do to prevent them from killing us? Um, we, can, we can do things to allow ourselves to live it's better. It's to me that we're in 2020 and one of the questions that we have... One of the questions that we have right now is how do we stop them from killing us? That is not normal. Just like when I read the thing about, oh, what protesters should do. Who the hell thought that I'm going to protest peacefully and they're going to they're gonna tear gas me and pepper spray me and shoot rubber bullets at me? You know Who the hell thought that? You know they treat fucking enemy armies better than they treat their citizens here? Every, like, you see guys in the army saying... Dude, there's so many um, protocols we have to go through before we can fire a shot. And these police officers, they show up and it's like, okay, fuck shit up. Yo, tear gas violates the Geneva Convention. Like, we have to treat fucking, like, hostiles with AR-15s better than we have to treat people who pay the taxes of those officers who are then brutalized we sit in this world and you see the thing the most beautiful thing and the worst thing in the world is a friggin phone we've all seen videos of people on their knees protesting and police officers pushing them to the floor pepper spraying them or better yet new york police the biggest friggin gang in the whole damn world stop treating us like thugs y'all are the thugs Here's what's crazy. Here's what's crazy. Here's what's crazy. That's like Tukey Williams being like, don't treat me like no thug. Why you treat me like a gangster? Here's what's crazy to me, right? I will never, I will never support the narrative that all cops are evil. I have a cousin who's in the police academy. My godfather just died a cop. I do know some cops that are good people. But here's the crazy thing. When it comes to them, oh, it's a problem with marginalizing. Oh, you can't say we're all horrible. You can't say we're all bad. That's just a select few. That's just a 1% of people. 
when we were screaming, not all black people are criminals. Not all Muslims, uh, not all Muslims are terrorists. Not all Mexicans are illegal. They was, they were telling us to shut the fuck up and sit down. There was no problem marginalizing them. But all of a sudden now, the tables are flipped. Everything is turned. Everybody's like, oh, you shouldn't marginalize. Not all cops are the same. So why didn't you give us that same value when we were telling you I not all of us are treat cops like you treat fruit? If you see a fruit spoiling, you take it away from other fruits. Because guess what? You keep it around long enough, all your fruit going to start spoiling. Mm-hmm. You have one bad cop and nobody saying anything, all y'all motherfuckers is bad. So All of y'all. Like, we know what the rhetoric is. We know why. We know what the problem is. Are bad, but not all cops are bad. So, like, do we just, do we just ignore it and go around it? Do we, like, because, like, it's, for me, I'd rather attack the system of oppression and teach my children the right culture as opposed to also attacking the culture. And by the end, it is important. But, like, I don't know if it's most important. Like, I think it's important for us blacks to teach blacks that we are beautiful, that we are intelligent, and how to save our money. How to, how to organize. No, because when black people start telling little black girls, you're beautiful, you're enough. All girls are beautiful. All girls are enough. It's a problem. It's a problem to tell our every, children Every that. time, every time. We just got to be proud enough to say, fuck that. One, one oh, of the it's fucked that every time. I say to my niece every time is, is like, brown skin girl. You're the prettiest girl in the whole entire world. And when we tell our children that we can speak life into our children all we want to, when they're no longer in our vision, when we cannot see them, when they're in school with these racist ass teachers, that's and a lot of the time kids will go through things and hold that shit. They won't come home to complain. They won't. They'll hold on to that shit. That's mm-hmm. why when kids get bullied, they don't. Their parents never know. They hold on to that shit. We're here speaking life into them. We're uplifting them the whole time. Why can't? Why is my child not rising? Because somebody tied a deadbolt around their ankle. They're anchoring these kids. What we need to do is take all these damn racist ass teachers. There shouldn't be no substitute teacher. Period. You should go through school and you have to take everything. You have to understand black people. You have to understand Hispanics, Asian. You have to. Every teacher should speak three languages. I don't care. You want to be a teacher teaching people kids? You need to understand other people. Mm-hmm. You have these racist ass. After having a conversation with Zyra, it just goes to tell you. Children are children. As much as you're an adult and I can see, oh, they don't treat us. You fuck them. I don't care how they treat me. As a kid, you can't say that. Mm-hmm. You got to sit there. You got to take it. Our children are sitting there and they're, they're taking, taking it. it. Yeah. And they're not saying anything because guess what? The teacher lets them know it's not okay for you to talk. You cannot talk. What you have to say does not matter. So when they come home, they're not talking. And we need to get out of this habit. Again, okay, so because I was about to say another way we can transition. Because we keep circling around what the problem is. We haven't come up with solutions. And as you were talking about... Teaching, I thought you were going to zero in on it. You said we need to teach our kids to combat the system of oppression. We're battling oppressors when we should combat the system of oppression. Mm-hmm. Because I remember in a Marvel movie, I, can't, I think it was Captain America, where they said when you cut off one head Hydra. yeah, <laughs> to, to appear in place of it. Mm-hmm. So as much as you want to battle oppressors, 
when we cut off the head of police brutality, there's going to be another head that's going to pop up. It'll be financial, financial freedom, yeah. health care, mm-hmm. you know, education. All these different things are going to... We need to cut off the head of the system. Mm-hmm. But as black people, do you think that we have the power to do so? And if we have the power, what yes do we no. do? Yes and no. It's a few things. Um, we have to start utilizing our blackness for certain reasons. By that, I mean, if there was... The NRA, right? Can't take our guns, can't take our guns. There's one time the NRA supported uh, an assault rifle ban. It was when the Black Panthers fucking took the Capitol building in California. All of a sudden, open carry in California is illegal. All of a sudden, assault rifles in California are illegal. So one, we need to start utilizing our blackness to to do certain things. Because we do have to recognize that they fear us and that we can use that to our advantage. For one. Um, two, it's about unity and it's about knowing what it is that we want and how to fix it. So some things we were talking about as far as education goes, um, understanding how to write a check, understanding, um, proper history, like the entire history department needs to be redone from the fucking floor to the ceiling. That's something that I feel like we all can agree on. Um, so it's a part about building us, building a history curriculum from kindergarten to 12th grade Mm -hmm. for ourselves Mm -hmm. having it checked from from you know whether it be a couple uh, educators you know somebody make k through three somebody make four through six somebody make seven through nine somebody make 10 through 12 like regardless like us as a culture deciding all right this is a good culmination of american history Mm -hmm. this is what we want implemented into the school this we want we want legislation that says okay that like it's not about connecticut is going to have this and new york is going to have this and florida is going to have this all 50 fucking states are going to get taught the same math english history and science mm-hmm. so that they all can take similar or the same test mm-hmm. and that history is the biggest have. problem that's where I our think, problem lies to be honest i really feel and i always use this man because i do not like him Mitch McConnell, Congress, Senate, it all needs Mitch McConnell. Um, I've heard that name. But He's tra- he has a friggin' I don't even get okay. me started. He's supposed to be representing a young demographic. He's representing a state. The state has young people in it. You can't. You have nothing not in yet. common with these people. Yeah. And not only do you not have anything in common with these people, you're not, you're not thinking of anything new. Congress should not be able to hold their seats for so long. The Senate should not be able to hold their seats for so long. Then we need to man. We they need, need to, to get out of office so new people could get into office, so new things could go into effect. We, we keep on holding these old ass men that have shit to do, that don't even know how to turn on a damn computer by themselves or fix a DVD in Congress and Senate doing what? You Looking know? at each other, writing letters. Get the hell out of here. I 100% agree. They need to be rehauled. The world used to move so slow that old people were the only ones wise enough to make those decisions. Honestly, by the time you're 35, you got enough like experience. And by the time you're 50, you got too much. Exactly. Like, it, yeah. You're not it's at not the age. Okay, right now, I th- Sheena posted something on Facebook the other day. I'm the age where I got to ask, who's this person singing? Who's this rapper? I'm that age right now. I cannot say that. Me and Zara have a lot in common or we can relate on a lot of things. Half the shit that these kids be doing with the little hand dances and the TikToks, I'm too old for that. So if I'm too old for that, Mitch McConnelly cannot represent me. You cannot. Now you have AOC and that's great. 
We need more people like that. You may not agree with everything she has to say, but you need more people like that can, that can relate with the public. We need He's somebody no that's longer to related. Balance, yeah. Senate, the Senate, the and Congress need to look like the people they're representing. Mm-hmm. You cannot they represent do. me. They do. Yeah, you represent all white people that's dying from coronavirus. Like, yes. what are we doing? Because that's who they they want that to be the what he's saying is that they want that to be the only representation. I understand that, but yeah. this is it. That's where that change needs to happen. Mm-hmm. It needs to happen there. Do you think? Because Denzel said something. Do you think that we need that? What we're doing within our own community is preventing us from achieving those goals. Unifying yes is important. No. Yes. Yes U- no. Unifying is important. Using our dollar to be a black dollar and not spending it outside of it being to benefit black people, that I believe is an important key. Changing and revamping the history in our education system, it's important. But at what point are we going to look at our own lives and our own community to realize that we may hold part of the key if we revamp how we do things? This conversation is a tough conversation to have for us as a community. And I think it's one of those situations of I could talk about my brother, but nobody could talk about my brother. I could talk about my sister, but nobody could talk about my sister. And the fact of, you know, how we were saying Africans sold Africans into slavery is the new what about black on black crime. It's the new, hey, but where's the dad at? It's the new, but this or that. And it's like we, these are problems that we do have to fix, but people have a resentment for trying to fix these problems because these are being pointed out by the other side. So I think that it's in part like we we have to create our own safe space to talk about these things and then figure out how we have to fix them. Actually, that when you're saying it's being pointed out by the other side. Now, during the Black Lives Matter movement that's happening right now, a lot of black people are calling out certain things. My thing is like, you can't hold anything against me. You can't tell me none of my flaws when I could tell you. You can't tell me more about me when I can tell you about me. So I feel like it's good for us to understand that there are things inside of our neighborhoods we need to fix. The system, for for instance, I lived in New York. A Jewish woman could be married, Mm -hmm. 13 kids, get food stamps, um, assistance with everything. A black woman, three kids. She could work a full-time job. Her boyfriend could work a full-time job. If he's living in that house... They're not getting and, anything. And the Jewish people, they don't have to they, report their, their marriage marriages. It's not under American yeah, they law. They don't have to report They do it. not see that. So it's the not husband, in the courthouse. They can be married. The husband lives in the home. But because he is not obligated to reporting it to the government, it looks like a single parent home. Exactly. You want to know what that's called? Finesse. That's the difference between the Jewish community and our community. That's what that we, is. Like, now we have to get our shit together. We see that there's a constant cycle that happens in New York, and until I moved to New York to see for myself, I was like, "Why people got to be on food stamps? Why people got to get cash assistance?" Until I moved to New York to see that, I did not understand that it is a hamster wheel. You can make ten dollars more than what the requirement is, and they will deny you. What the hell can you buy for ten dollars? Nothing. So guess what they're going to do? They're going to quit one job and make sure they're making under, let's say the, the, the budget they can make for the month is $500. They make it under $500 so they could get two or $300 in food stamps for a month. Two or $300 in food stamps for a month when you have three kids, that's nothing. Mm-hmm. So then now, 
Not only that, we have to go to store. I didn't even know the dollar store sold groceries until the other day. They have to go there to buy their groceries. That alone, black people are not set up well. We're, we're predisposed to a lot of things because we cannot afford to feed and take care of our children. That right there, why the man is not in the house is because of the government that, that we have in play right now. Mm-hmm. A black man cannot be in the house and a black woman get assistance when she needs it. Even if they're both working, they can't get the assistance because they see it as a two-family home that should be working. They're judging them on the... They're judging every black person like they're Jay-Z and Beyonce and not understanding that this is Tony and Tamika. They're not making the same. It is not the same. Mm-hmm. But yet still, over here, Esther and Jacob, married with 511 kids, could get all the support they need. Your husband could own... The apartment by, is by, in New York, and you see, you're seen as a single woman, but your husband owns all of these things. But and by, that's what's not fair. But by saying that, though, we kind of take the blame off of ourselves, but we do hold some level of responsibility. You know, do, no, no, but no, no, in no, that, no, no. when you, well, when you're yes, not no. afforded what you need to make yourself better, you cannot we, blame them. We don't take any of the blame and the problems but we have to take responsibility and the solutions because this government is they're halfway through the okie doke already they're halfway through the oh my god black people need us oh my god i finally hear you like it's and what's gonna happen is they're gonna fix one or two things but not fix three through 37 yeah that's what's about to happen so it's it's up to us to get ourselves together and hold them accountable they are not going to get us together we have to get ourselves together and make them subsidize us subsidize us the gi bill didn't apply to black people that 40 acres in the mule that we were supposed to get never applied to black people Fucking like, yo, I got a white friend, went to, did a a work study in Germany, was in Germany, went to Rome and France. Nobody even checked her passport the entire time she was going through there. I just thought to myself, that would never happen to me. They would check every single inch of me and every single thing that I own in order to get from Germany to Rome, from Rome to France. Like it's, they are not going to fix our problems. We just, like, we have but to fix I understand. Do you feel, I have a question. The way the world, what you just said, the way the world views black people in a negative light, is that only based on how America portrays black people? No. On the whole? No, it's, it's the whole world. Um, the slave trade was first introduced by the Portuguese. Which is why, like, when you go to South America, like, Brazil is so much up, and, like, they speak Portuguese there. Like, Brazil is so much of South America. But the Britain took a monopoly on the slave trade. So while the Portuguese had the most slaves in history, the British took over the, we're going to bring pain, 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 pain. Like, Britain was that company or, like, that country that did that. So Because they organized better. Exactly. So, um, you know, like, part of us just being American is we only know American history. So, like, a part of it is... And um, something that, like, we've been taught through our own history is, like, the, the slavery here was very violent. A lot of people here say it's the most violent slavery that existed in the world. I don't know if that's necessarily true. But, like, me, no, like... This shit here was fucking crazy. Like, it I was. Know, I don't know if it was the most violent. I know it was the longest. It was the longest because in the Caribbean, I feel it like wasn't that long. The they Caribbean, only brought forty thousand. 
they but and and, and the the well, because yeah, like all of y'all, like you know, like y'all had your revolutions. Like I know, like there were a million Africans brought to to Haiti. I believe it was around a million Africans brought to Jamaica. So the it was thing forty thousand brought to all of America. So I think the thing us. with all all the slaves that went to the Caribbean, the slaves that they couldn't handle were the ones that they sent to Jamaica. Were the ones that the maroons. So what people don't understand, the reason why Jamaicans is so against homosexuality, is because of slavery they broke men by forcing them to have sex with other men so in our culture we're taught that that this is what the slave owner did to men in front of their wives and their children they broke them like that so we look at homosexuality as something that's evil because that was done to us now the maroons that ran away they ran away into the mountains because they know these white people are not gonna climb these mountains and that's what happened the they're, still, vicious. they're still there there's still communities in Maroon. They're still in their community up in the mountains. So the Blue Mountains. Like African communities in Jamaica? Okay, so what we need to understand about Jamaica is you're Jamaican first before you're anything I else. Did, no, I understand that. No, I understand that just as far as... But like, yeah, oh, they, but haven't, Jamaica, they haven't, they haven't conformed to Africa. the culture. Yeah, it, Everything in Jamaica, they... Jamaica, Africa, they love African things. They love... They, we understand that we are from Africa. Mm-hmm. But the pride that I wish the pride Jamaicans had, black people here could have. Mm-hmm. That, and I hate the whole African American, Hispanic American, Asian American thing. I hate that. Yeah, every time we get that pride, they kill our leaders. Every I, single time. I hate that. And that's the difficulty. And because outside of this world, whether you go to Jamaica, whether you go to Europe, whether you go anywhere, you're American. They're not going to say, oh, you're African-American. No, you're American. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I feel like the labels of African-American, Hispanic-American, Asian-American, all these type of Americans is a way to divide people and let them know, yeah, y'all are all America, but not really. Yeah, Here's your triangle and you stay here. And I don't like that. You know what I mean? And it, it just sucked because I didn't know people could hate you because of the color of your skin. Because I'm just like, that's a thing? Mm-hmm. I came to America when I was nine. I'm about to be 34 now and I still don't understand it. Mm-hmm. I cannot wrap racism around. But it, it's not funny. And because it's, yeah, it's not something that we experience in the Caribbean. We don't know what it's you like. Say somebody, when, you when know, slavery, like black, when slavery ended in the Caribbean, everybody was free. When we gain our independence, everyone gained their independence. There's no independence of St. Lucia and then independence of black people. There's just one independence day, February 22nd. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we gained, there were white people there, but once we gained our independence, that's it. End of, end of story. You know what I'm saying? But, but that's also it. Like, and that's up. why I feel like black Americans, they, their history is so much deeper and and for that reason, they should have a little bit more pride in how far they've come, and that pride is lacking. Like Renee said, if America, you're not. You're not it's not like, in school. I, I was fortunate enough. Sorry to cut you off. Like I was fortunate enough to go to a black university, and even so, it was like I I had an African American studies class, but it was still like me taking my time, like the. Going to a black school gave me the foundation for me to take my own time to learn the history. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it taught me. It piqued your it interest enough. Love, yeah, it taught me to love black people, but I still had to learn the history on my own. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Like, just because my African-American studies class, like, you know, you could major in it and then you get a whole different perspective. But, like, the one-on-one class started in the 60s and then it went backwards as opposed to, like, just starting from the beginning. Um, so, like, that class was just interesting in itself. But, like, I had to learn that history on my own. Like, I had to learn about the first black slave. I had to learn about the fact that the very first president was black, and then they changed how they do the presidency so that the first president was black, wasn't black. But if you look at the $2 bill, you can find like the one African man on the back of that fucking photo. It's crazy to me. Like like I said, in the Caribbean, growing up, the prime minister is black. My mom was a dental assistant. All the doctors I saw were black. But I went to the hospital. Everybody I saw was black. Mm-hmm. Americans don't have that. Mm-hmm. They don't have it where, um, you know, growing up, I saw my mother going to school in her white uniform every day. She was a dental assistant, a dental tutor. She taught that. That was her life. That's who my role model was. I saw my mother doing that. You know, and black Americans, they don't have that because of the skin, the color of their skin. They're still held back. It wasn't until I, re- I saw the video of a, a Asian guy and he's like, He's Indian. He's from Asia, the continent. But I I don't know if it's India or where he's from. But he's like, when they came to America, they came based on their educational level. So if they weren't smart or they couldn't um, add something to American culture, they were not allowed to come to America. Black people came here as slaves. They weren't supposed to be anything else. And to me, like, until I heard that, I'm like, yo, that shit is real. Mm -hmm. Because to this day... Black people are still seen as slaves. As slaves. Yeah. I, we have to stop now because we're running out of time. But this conversation was great. It was great. It really was. And I appreciate you for stopping by and spitting some knowledge. Anybody has any last words, anything else to say? Black, black Lives power. Matter. <laughs> Ungawa. We black power. Because we are the people. Right? We, have to, we have to embrace... Kuji Jakalia, all the principles of Kwanzaa we need to embrace for us to move forward. And unity is one of them. But yeah, that's where we need to start. Look at the principles of Kwanzaa and then we'll be able to elevate ourselves. Anyway, we'll talk to you guys next time. We'll have the ladies on because we got to dissect the female perspective. There's a lot of females out here outright talking. I wanna, I actually want to give a special shout out to black women because y'all are leading the fight. Y'all are leading the front. Y'all That's are leading the up. protest. Us men, we see you. We're ashamed of ourselves. <laughs> wow. Fight. Don't Let's speak for fight. all men, no, sir. Because a lot of them ain't ashamed. They out here showing yo, their ass. Yo, anytime I see a leader in these communities, it's a black motherfucking woman. And, like, I'm so proud of y'all. And I respect y'all. And I thank y'all. Um, and us black men, we, we working on doing better. All right. Well, we'll talk to y'all next time. We'll have the ladies over. Bye, peace.